Hi guys, welcome. Today's guest on Hold My Ice Coffee is Jennifer Carvalho. You may recognize that name because Jen is our social media coordinator. She did a video with us and she's in all the pictures for Hold My Ice Coffee. Before I share this interview with you though, I want to tell you about the humorous thread under this whole thing and that is how many times during this interview our social media coordinator talked about how much she hates social media. <laughs> so I actually want to challenge you as you're listening, count how many different ways our social media coordinator talks about hating social media. And then the other thing is how much she shares her heart and is very vulnerable about connection and the need for it and how hard it is in our society right now. That's something that we can all relate to. I know when she was sharing, I was like, oh, well, it's just so nice to know that other people feel it too. So guys, here's our interview with Jen. We're so excited today to have on our Hold My Eyes Coffee podcast, one of the members of Hold My Eyes Coffee, pivotal member, an amazing woman, Jennifer, and she is our social media maven and just a wonderful person. We're so excited that you're here, uh, Jen, and we just want to know, can you share anything that you want to share? Who is Jen and who is the woman behind all this awesomeness, <laughs> all the hold my ice coffee moments? Tell us a little bit about yourself and then a follow-up question. What does connectedness mean to you? We're talking about connectedness and we're just so excited to have you here. First of all, thank you for coming on our show. Thank you. Thank you, girls. I think you give me a little too much credit. This is, um, that was a very big introduction. I don't know if I could live up to all that. Absolutely. So <laughs> Let's see, where do I start? So I, I don't know if everyone knows that I met the two of you at church a few years ago when we were living in Warwick. Um, but before that, my husband was in the military. He was a, a Marine. Mm. And we w- had been stationed um, in three different duty stations, but three different duty stations throughout the country. <laughs> <laughs> you were a duty station. <laughs> right. For the past nine years. Wow. Um, so we were in Hawaii and then we were in Virginia and then we moved to Western Mass. And then when he got out of the military, we moved back to Rhode Island where my family's from. Wow. But once we had my son, um, my husband decided he didn't want to re-enlist again because he didn't want to have to go on another deployment and miss, you know, some of his life. And, uh, I also figured we probably should be close to family because we could use some help with the kids and I wanted them to know their family. So mm-hmm. we came back this way and then we had our daughter, Sienna. So that's where we are now. I have Elijah who's eight and Sienna who's four and they're adorable. And yes, they are. They they are. <laughs> give me a run for my money because they are very independent, I guess. And they love to talk back. <laughs> so I also work full time um, from a salesperson um, for a newspaper group. So I'm in the media business. I have a degree in mass media communication because I just love to talk to people and be around people. And I just l- love to feel connected. I've always loved having friendships, like not so much group friendships. I never liked the whole click thing. I just wanted to have like close relationships with people one-on-one. 
having been around the country and moving a lot, it's been hard to find that. There is, you know, some of it a community within, you know, military spouses, but I still found it hard to like completely fit in. But that's something that I've always wanted. And it's been hard because of all the moving around that we've done. Now I'm hoping to be able to connect with people more that were back where I grew up, basically hoping to, you know, rekindle some old friendships, make some new ones. But between kids and all their stuff and working full time, it's hard. And I know Cindy knows that I've talked about it a lot that I've looked for it at church. But even that, like, well, it's kind of like you go in on Sunday and you go out mm-hmm. and and that's about it. I, I don't even know any of the people at my church, my newer newest church that we've started going to. And I've been there. We've been there for probably almost two years now. Mm. They don't offer any home groups that I can actually get to or ones with childcare. So Mm. it's been hard. I'm glad I have you ladies though. We're even more glad. So (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that we ended up connecting. We were in the same mom's group and I was like, I was in such a bad place. (laughs) It's amazing that you ladies became friends with me. I never would have guessed. I thought you were like so much fun. And I like her. She's fun. (laughs) And she speaks her mind. Yeah, because I was like very snarky. (laughs) I thought it was great. I I would have never known a different. I'm like, this girl's my type of lady because I went to college down south and you were like, that you had that Southern personality that I just love. I was going to ask you if it bothers you that I can't say gin. I can try if I try really hard, but when I'm not thinking, I say it like the drink. You know, gin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you think that's yeah. a good thing or like. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Wow. That's so interesting too, that that's one of your gifts and callings, your your hold my iced coffee moments to say, I'm a communicator. I love connecting with people. I love connecting people to other people and connecting one-on-one with friends. And that's part of your your job in communications and mass media. And that's something that you're also longing for in your heart. And you're so good at it, which begs the question, like, if we're so good at it, sometimes why is it not happening. (laughs) You know, it's a really profound question if you think about it and you're so good at it. And I'm so glad that, you know, God brought us all together at this time, but it's really an interesting question. And I was wondering, how does connectedness relate to your faith? You know, Jen, when you think about that, what does that bring up to you about your faith? Or have you ever struggled about that? I've always just felt the desire to do more. Like, I'm like, this is what I love to do. Just like be Mm -hmm. around people and be in groups of people and talk and uh, interact. And that's why I feel like I need to be doing more. And I think about that all the time, doing more with that in more of a faith capacity. Like I really Mm -hmm. would love to go on a mission trip Mm -hmm. and really connect with other people and really get in there and help people and do more outreach. But I, I guess I'm just struggling at this point in my life for how do I fit that in? How do I do that with kids? And I'm like, I just got to find that role where I can do everything. I, I really feel like I should be doing something connected to Christianity with my desire to connect. I just don't know what that is. Well, this is a good start. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
I feel like God put us together for that purpose because it's so important. It's such a desperate need in our country right now that we're surrounded by people, but we are not connecting with each other. We are meant to be interconnected and dependent on each other. And I see it just with the three of us that everywhere I am weak, one of you two has a strength in that area. And like social media, it just stressed me out. And when you were like, oh, I'll do that. I was like, oh, yay. (laughs) I love social media as long as I'm not in charge of it. (laughs) So it's just been really cool to see the little microcosm of it with us that the three of us demonstrate that having strengths and weaknesses. I think, see, sometimes I enjoy social media and it's a great way to get people together. But I think a lot of people rely on it too much as like, that's the way that we're connecting. Like, oh, I saw everything that they're doing on Facebook already. I don't need to reach out and get together. And people are relying too much on that instead of connecting face to face. And I'm like, that's not enough for me. I don't want to see what other people are doing on Facebook. I want to like get together and, you know, have a real relationship, not just see your pictures that everyone else is seeing. Yes. Right. We need to use social media as the beginning point, not the end. Yeah. Hopefully our listeners will do that and we can, we're going to have some fun events and be real with each other. I think social media can be a place where we can have some dialogue and realize we're not alone like this is great because we're all we're kind of all being a little bit brave right now and admitting hey we struggle with connection (laughs) it's a very real need and we're pursuing that together of how we're gonna build it with each other and build it with this podcast and and our, our listeners yeah and i think social media too the flip side of it it can breed competition or mm-hmm. that comparison trap where we say, well, this is, their life is perfect, but it's it's not. And I think real connectedness breaks down that, that barrier because we see that we're real people. And I just relate to your story so much, Jen, when you were saying, you know, you go to a church for, for two years and we're, you know, as busy moms, we're in, we're out, we're getting our kids, we're, we're doing those, we're showing up there, we got ready. Um, and I know Cindy has ex- talked about experiencing this too, but it's hard to create those connections just on the Sunday. And I think it's really brave that you're saying, you know, Jenna, yeah, I'm open to a small group because not a lot of people would put themselves out there and say that, yes, I want to be involved in a home group and I've tried. And and I think that's really amazing. And I remember when I first had my daughters and we were living in Massachusetts, I wasn't working at the time and I was depressed and I tried to start conversations with other moms at playgrounds and they kind of looked at me like I had two or three heads. And I realized that the women who would come all knew each other and there wasn't room for me in what they were doing. And I would come home and I would try not to cry. And I drove to mom's groups. I drove all over. And for some reason, that door of connectedness was not opening to me as as hard as I tried. And I just longed for one person who would understand. And what if we are that one person for someone else? Or what if they are for us? I think that's a tremendous gift. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for, for sharing that story and for being brave. And, and I hear you, you know, having a hold my iced coffee moment and stepping out and saying, this is my dream for being connected. 
That's something that I've always wanted. And I struggled with it too, trying to like break into people that have already have friendships and have other things in common. Also trying to like rekindle friendships with people that I haven't seen once I moved back to this area that, you know, when I was away, you know, they kept their relationships going and I wasn't a part of it anymore. Maybe I need to be more bold. I don't know how to say it, but maybe just come right out and ask it. Be like, listen, I need some friends. Like totally. Like an ad on the internet. Be like... <laughs> you know, friendship with other moms. I don't know. I'm at the point now in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to do things that I want to do. You know, obviously there's got to be like-minded people there. And I still love to dance. I grew up dancing. So I I take adult dance classes and the girls there are really fun. And I started community theater again, which is something I was always into growing up was theater. And I minored in theater and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try and get out there and hang out with other people who love this. And so I I like connecting with people on different areas of my life, like different interests that I have. Like I can connect with people at church based on our faith. I can connect with people at my dance class because we we love to dance. We grew up doing it. Connect with people at theater because we're like out there and just love to have fun and perform and be silly. I like having friendships with people that bring out all those different parts of my personality in my life. That's just hard getting close, like real, you know, meaningful relationships rather than just, you know, seeing them here and there. That's the struggle. Still haven't figured that out. Well, and I think it's important for everybody to realize the three of us are really, really awesome. (laughs) And so if we're having this struggle, so is everybody else. It's a big issue in our country right now. And I think some people are hiding it better. They surround themselves with people, but there's very few of us that are doing really well at having connection with people where they really know us. And we're using the internet and putting our best foot forward and showing our filtered faces and stuff like that. You know, and I need people that see my rosacea and still okay with me, you know, and I'm not going to show my morning face. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not on Facebook. I think we all have that struggle. And I'm incredibly thankful for you that you have that heart and that we're going to just do amazing things here. And I'm not asking you any questions. <laughs> I'm just talking. So just jump in there and say, yeah, Cindy, I agree. Yes, Cindy, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's lucky that I do have, you know, a few. I mean, it, it's been a long time trying to get to that point. But I have you guys that I know you, you know all my struggles. I don't feel like I can't tell you guys anything. I can't. I don't have to be like the perfect you know, Christian that you see, like that you would expect, like you don't have to be all perfect. That's, that's why we're Christians because we're, we're not perfect and we need Jesus and we don't have to pretend to be someone we're not. So that's what I like about you guys is that we can all talk about these kind of things and you can get to know, we can get to know each other on a deeper level rather than just like sitting around being like, yes, we're moms and we love Jesus and everything's hunky dory and perfect all the time. I do love that you listen to Cardi B. <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't discriminate. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm glad that I have you guys. And I have another, um, I have one other really close friend that we like can say anything to each other. So I'm lucky that I do have a few of those relationships. I just wish that I had more opportunities to get together and spend more time, like quality time with other people. Because those, you know, friendships with women are really important to me. I know, like you were saying, Cindy, in the beginning that, 
you know, you think like you have a husband and kids and that should be enough, but sometimes you need those other relationships outside of that. Yeah. And what was it like to be in those places with your husband as a military spouse? What did you experience there that you take with you? Were there were there highlights, were there challenges about about being there? And were you able to get connected at that time? Yeah, there had been moments. Uh, I moved out to Hawaii to live with my husband when I was 23 years old. We had just gotten married. Just It wasn't long after I graduated college. I obviously didn't know anyone at all there, mm. but I was excited about it. I was excited to move and see a new place, and I wasn't scared at all. Growing up in a small town where my whole family always grew up and everyone knew each other, um, it was something I always wanted to be able to get away from mm. and see new places. So when I went to college, I went to a college where I didn't know anyone either. I went down to Florida, Florida State. Wow. That was something I liked. I just loved being able to go. I wanted to always go to different places and see new things and new people and not be stuck in like the, the small town I grew up in. So I was excited and it was fine. We had a good time. It was beautiful out there. I mean, how could you not love it? But the time out there, it was kind of like, my husband and I getting to know each other and the two of us spending all of our time together. I didn't really meet many other people until I got a job. I got a job out there and then I met the people that I work with. It was just like, you know, people who lived there and they were great and everything, but it it wasn't like um, friendships where we got together outside of work or anything. And it wasn't until probably we'd been there for a year and he deployed. The thing that made me sad, obviously outside of me not seeing him for eight months was I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't have any friendships here. I'm like, what am I going to do all the time? I have my dogs that we had gotten there. But I was like, that's about it. So thankfully, there was a group of other military spouses that started getting together like weekly. It was like set up by the, the officer's wives. So we would start getting together either once a week or once every other week. So that's where I got to know another, a whole bunch of other women who were basically all my age. I met some really great ladies that way. And so when he was gone, I I had a good time with them. I really, I really did. So I I didn't feel lonely after that, but it wasn't until, you know, that was put together for us that that happened. And then shortly after he returned, we moved again and we went to Virginia. Then I had to start all over again. It took a long time for me to try to meet new people and then find another job. And I actually, when we were there, I got a job as the office manager for a church. Mm. And I met a lot of people there. Obviously it was great. And I loved connecting with everyone. You know, I was like the face of the church. So anytime anyone came in, needed something, I was there every Sunday for all the services. And still even there though, I felt like, I'm like, I know we're together, you know, six out of the seven days a week, but we weren't getting together like outside of that or anything. So I never really knew anyone very closely. It was kind of just like work every day and on Sunday mornings. But I never got really close friendships out of that church, although I did love it. And I didn't, I never really got close friendships with any of the military spouses either. I think I didn't really have a lot of time either. And they were all kind of stay at home moms and they had kids already. I was kind of on the outskirts of, of these groups of ladies. I never really kind of fit in. But thankfully, I had that church and that community that I was always around, always with. I had things to do, people to be with. When we moved again, we moved to Western Mass. It was a very small base, and I had my son there. And so I was home. I was kind of like 
stuck inside for a while after that because you know, you know how when you have a baby and it was in the wintertime, we were like cooped up. I was kind of, it was just me and him. And then finally, I guess in the springtime, I finally tried to like emerge again and meet people. <laughs> and so that's when I really got to know women at our new church that we had, we had joined. And I got to go to the mom's groups there, small groups, and they were great. I, I really enjoyed those ladies. If it wasn't for those groups and the moms there, it would have been a miserable experience because where we lived, there wasn't a sense of community. It was a very small base. Like I said, there was no like, yeah, community activities or anything like that. So if it wasn't for them, it would have been a really tough three years, but I'm thankful for those women at those church, that church and the, the groups that I had joined. So that was sad when we got out of there just to leave them, not so much the area that we lived in, but to leave those girls. Like, like I said, then we came back to Rhode Island. I met you girls. I did the mom's group at there for a while and I had my daughter and then I went back to work full time and that's when it kind of like I couldn't connect with everyone as much anymore I couldn't go to mom's group I didn't have time for the groups that's when I kind of got in another stage of not really having a lot of connection but I, I still did love being able to travel to different places meet new people it was sad when you left the people that you loved and you connected with but it was always an exciting adventure to to go and mm. try to find new places and new people. I, to me, that part wasn't so bad. It was the, okay, starting over, trying to, you know, find relationships again and not, not finding it. But, you know, for the most part, I think I did a pretty good job of finding it. It just took a while, you know. Mm. So what would you say would be encouragement or a vision that you have for our listeners? Go out there and get involved in things that you like to do and maybe not worry so much about like people wanting to be your friend. It'll, it'll happen. You know, you'll find the people that you connect with. I have to learn this too. Don't be afraid to like, be like, Hey, let's, let's get together. Maybe I just need to be more bold and like say it straight out. Cause everyone might be feeling the same way. Like, Oh, I don't know. They don't have time. We don't have time. Maybe I just need to be the one that, you know, steps up and mm. always is the person making the plans. Sometimes it hurts my feelings that I'm the one that's always trying to reach out. And so you never know, like maybe they just aren't, aren't that type of person. Maybe they want to, but they just don't, they're just not the kind of person that's going to reach out and say it. You just have to be the that person who makes the community. Mm. Somebody said something to me and it really annoyed me because it was so true. <laughs> I said, I sometimes I get tired of feeling like I'm the person that's always reaching out, you know, and, and the rejection hurts, you know, but I know it's worth it. And this lady said, well, you know, as Christians, we're aware of how much God pursued us. Why do we think we're too good to pursue other people? And, and you know, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, that's so true, but it's so annoying because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I wanted somebody to say, no, Cindy, you're amazing. Everybody should just be knocking on your door. <laughs> right. How do you think being more connected would change our lives? You know, both our lives, our families, our communities, and our society. How do you think, Jen, from going through your own journey? Well, I feel like, like I, can't, I hate to keep going back to social media, but when people post on social media, like you say, it's like, oh, look how perfect their life is, especially Instagram. You know, like everything's like, they're literally filtered, you know, and you don't get to actually know anyone. You think like, oh, look, they're better than me. You know, when you actually really connect with someone, you realize that you're more alike than you think. Mm -hmm. And like people always posting negative stuff on Facebook, like putting other people down for what they think they believe or what 
what they're like. Like if you really sat down and took a moment to connect with people, you'd understand where they're coming from and realize that not everyone's the same. Like just because they believe one thing that you associate with a bad person or a good person doesn't mean that they're like that. You know, you're never going to get to know someone if you're just like having those surface relationships that come with, you know, social media. You need to really get to know someone. And I think in, in the long run, people understand people a lot better and there wouldn't be so much jealousy and hatred. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it has a lot to do with depression. Studies have shown that physical touch, even, you know, from a parent to a child can help with uh, depression and staving that off. And I wonder if it's the same with connecting with each other, that just connecting with one other pe- person and feeling like that person can really hear where you're coming from, if that can really unlock some of, of the depression maybe that we've been hiding inside. Um, we can feel safe with one person. And that's I know that's just been on my heart to pray for our community, our Hold My Ice Coffee listeners, that they would feel like at least one person you know, really cares about them and, and wants to hold their iced coffee and wants to hear where they're coming from, to really see them um, so that they know that they're not alone. And that's that's one of the things I love about you and Cindy, um, Jen, is that you embody that. You are embracing of people. You're, you're lovers of people. You know, I think I'm the introvert of the group. And uh, <laughs> not that I don't love people, but you just embody that in every interaction you have. So I'm really grateful that I get to know you. But yeah, there's something to that, like we're the most connected we've ever been with social media and all that. But yet the instances of, you know, anxiety and depression are so high. It's because people are just not being themselves, you know, like everything's fake. It's not real. That's Mm. the thing. Got to be real. I want to go back to what Jen was saying about how beautiful it would be if we all are connected like that and we can just be real and how much difference it would make in our communities and in our world that's the key to changing the world and i believe it's what jesus modeled i believe when we value ourselves and we value each other that is the power that's what we i want to do on a small scale with this podcast but it's what i hope our listeners take into the world around them is valuing each other and our stories and being real and building those connections. So Jen, I'm so thankful to have you on board with all of this. Yeah, thanks for putting us all together. Absolutely, we love you and and we're just really excited about what God's doing in your life. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you girls. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So guys, what number did you get? (laughs) You see what I'm laughing about now? Please post your tally of how many times Jen said that she hated social media. Please post that tally on our Facebook page. And yes, I get it. I understand the complete irony of what I just asked you to do. But I also know at the heart of connection, it begins with a shared experience. And it grows from there when we're willing to be brave and be real. So let's use Facebook to be a starting place where we can begin finding real connections with other people and take it out into the world. We all need it. And when we are real and brave, we will find it. So guys, go out there this week, be real, be brave, and build those connections. And we'll hold your iced coffee for you. Figure